Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. So I have this email I want to read to you guys, and it's a topic that we have discussed a few times in the past on this channel. But it's a really good topic, and I still find people like ask me in the comments section or send me emails talking about this particular topic. And I figured that, you know, it'd be a good idea to come out here and just, you know, have another discussion about it. But let me read the email. And the gentleman asked me not to give his name, so I feel that we should give him some sort of name. We'll just call him Jay. I found your channel a couple of months ago and love it. I've learned a great deal and have gone back retroactively to view your past podcast. Thank you so very much for sharing your wisdom. I've been stacking for many years, and I have a concern regarding the coming digital dollar. One way a person could save equity with a negative interest rate placed on their digital dollar would be to purchase precious metals and take their wealth out of the sinking dollar. The government won't like that, and they could make purchasing silver and gold with digital dollar illegal. That could also recall... They could also recall all silver and gold to prevent those who have gotten out of the dollar from trading with it. Heck, they could even make trading precious metals for goods illegal, too. Your thoughts, friend, best wishes. Jay. Now, I think probably the first question we should probably address is the confiscation. Now, the one thing that I have learned from all the years that I have watched watched the law enforcement deal with things that people want that are illegal, it just leads me to believe that if you want to add some real value to something, take something somebody wants and make it illegal. Drugs, guns, prostitution, gambling, it doesn't matter what it is. If people really want it and you make it illegal, the risk goes up and the reward gets huge. So does the cost. So when it comes to like confiscation, or making it illegal, I don't really see that taking place, especially with gold and silver. Now, granted, there was a time when the government did confiscate all the gold out there, but you got to understand, like, why is it that they did? Gold was a monetary, I mean, the dollar was backed by gold. Gold was the monetary base. And the Federal Reserve had been introduced 20 years earlier and just completely screwed up the monetary system. Now, of course, if you go and listen to the Federal Reserve, it wasn't their fault who did it, but it was obviously there was too much money had been printed and they had to recall in all the gold. Because if people had gone down with all the dollars to pick up the gold, there wasn't enough gold to cover all the dollars. So the government says, okay, you all have to turn in your gold. But that was because we were still on that gold back standard. Now, they could have just severed it then and say, okay, well, never mind. We're not going to have any gold backing of the currency. But that would have just completely devastated everything as far as confidence goes with the dollar. So they had to get everybody to turn their gold in. But gold still continued to back the currency, at least on a partial form, all the way up until the 70s. When Nixon finally severed it. 
when he did sever the gold standard from the dollar, gold all of a sudden became legal to own again. It was no longer backing the dollar. So if they were to confiscate gold in the same manner that they did before, they're basically saying that they are going to take gold back to the standard for the dollar, which I don't see that happening. So since they're probably not going to use gold as a standard for the dollar, most likely they're not going to confiscate it either, neither gold nor silver. However, if they do have this digital dollar in play, they can make things illegal to purchase with it. That, in my opinion, would be very damaging to the digital dollar. See, if you want people to accept it and use it, especially if you have two different currencies in play, then you have to make one just as good as the other, if not better than the other. And if you introduce one and say, you cannot do all these things with it, then they're going to be like, yeah, right, I ain't touching that stuff. But if they say, no, you can do anything you want with it. And you try to do something or anything you want with it, and you find that you can do anything you want with it. You want to give it to another person, a complete stranger, you do it, you try it, and you use it, and it works just the same as if it was cash. And even if you did something that was questionable, nothing happens. How much confidence would you have in that digital dollar? The longer that went on, where nobody got in trouble, nobody had any problems buying whatever they wanted, nobody had any problems giving it to whoever they wanted to, there was no issues whatsoever. It behaved It behaved just as if it was any other dollar out there or any other debit card or credit card or however you want to look at it. Well, people would just give up using the folding dollars, especially if there was a fee to use it. You had a fee to deposit dollars and you had a fee to pull it out when there's no fee attached to the digital dollar. Well, how many, how much cash would you keep? If the store was like, well, if you use cash, you have to pay in a little bit extra because of the nuisance fee that basically the banks charge on it for deposits and withdrawals. People would just move on over to the digital dollar, especially if they could do anything they wanted with it. Precious metals, gold, silver, alcohol, tobacco, gambling, whatever you want. They don't, they don't, man, you know, it's your dollars. You do what you do, what you choose. As time goes on and the dollars leave the system and all that's left is the digital dollars, then you can start putting some pressure on it. Well, we don't really want it being used for certain activities. Don't want it being used outside of this particular country or maybe inside of this particular country. So all of a sudden, when the cash is out of the system, now you have something that you can control, especially if it's years down the road, say even a generation down the road. Like all of a sudden, kids grew up without anything other than digital dollars. Like they don't even understand the idea of cash. It was like this idea, you show them like old antique pieces of paper that say, yeah, this is what we used to use as far as trade, doing commerce. And they would giggle and laugh about it because they don't understand anything other than digital dollars. Once that generation has grown up, you can do whatever you want with the digital dollar at that point because there is no escape. But it's going to be a while. It's going to take a long time to get there. Uh, here, let's read some of the other stuff that he was talking about. Um, 
They could also recall the silver and gold. Yeah, we kind of covered that. And heck, they could even make trading precious metals and goods illegal. So we already talked about that. And that's what I'm kind of getting at when it comes to these digital dollars. It's not going to be anything that's going to be controlling at the beginning. Because if it did, it wouldn't work. They're not going to control it in the beginning. They're going to control it many years down the road, even generations later, when they really have control over it. The whole introduction of digital currency right now is to just get the people used to using it. The monetary policies that they're going to use for the time being are going to be these hardcore stimulus packages that get pushed out there. That's going to be their monetary policy until this digital dollar is up in play and it can start pulling the cash out of the system. Once they can pull that cash out of the system, they will start pushing more of the negative interest rates. But until then, they're going to try and play stimulus packages or MMT theory kind of stuff, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they can do to keep the money velocity going. I mean, that's the whole point of all of this now. It's not, a, there is no backing out of the system. Like you can't pay the debts back. It's not, I mean, you could, but the amount of pain that the country would have to go through and suffering, there's nobody who is going to be willing to do it. So there's only one path that you can go and that's deeper in debt. And unfortunately, right now, because the way the system is set up, the deeper you go into debt, the slower it makes money velocity become. And so when money velocity slows way down, it doesn't matter how much money you have out there in the system. It doesn't matter how much money the Federal Reserve has printed up. It comes down to how many dollars are switching hands and how quickly that happens. Now, when you have the stimulus packages pushed out there, then yeah, a lot of money starts changing hands because everybody all of a sudden has this free money that they feel comfortable with spending. But the moment that the free money is gone and people have to start working again, then the sales will start to drop. Oh, you know, you have to, like, everybody's talking about the inflation out there, right? All the higher prices on everything that's out there. Well, at the end of the stimulus, and all the stimulus is gone, then people have to go back to working and earning that money to go out to the restaurants. And it's not like people are getting this huge pay raises, yeah, you know, rate, wages have gone up a little bit, but not even close to compared to what some of the prices of like, you know, things like houses and cars have done. I mean, not even, not even remotely close. So after the stimulus is over, it's going to go back to the working people having to continue to buy the things that are going to keep this economy rolling. And the government knows it ain't going to work. They know there isn't enough people working. They know that there isn't enough people working who are willing to go deeper into debt in order to keep the commerce moving. So they know that it's going to have to come down to more stimulus. And it's going to be very difficult to deal with all the stimulus going out, especially when it's on a regular basis, when it comes down to like monthly stimulus injections, you know, that kind of thing. It's going to be very difficult and cumbersome for the Treasury to deal with that. And they, they are going to want to push that effort down onto the Federal Reserve. However, the Federal Reserve can't deal with that. They can't deal with it because the laws don't allow them to deal with it. The laws allow them to purchase treasuries and mortgage-backed securities and, in case of emergencies, a few other items. But for the most part, the Federal Reserve buys two items, mortgage-backed securities and treasuries. Now, those purchases is how that money flows through the treasury and then into the people's you know, checking accounts or bank accounts, or get the stimulus packages. What the Federal Reserve would really like to do is to take money and directly input it right into the people's wallets. 
but that would make their liabilities legal tender. And that's not the way the Federal Reserve is. That's not the way the Federal Reserve's charter has them designed to inject money into the system. They have it going through that treasury, through the mortgage-backed securities. They have it loaning into the system. The moment that you stop lending into the system, there is destruction of debt. So it's either an inflation or deflationary scenario on a regular basis. It gets complicated really fast. But ultimately, the Federal Reserve, if they were to have this digital dollar, in order to make it truly like functioning the way the Federal Reserve would like it to be, Congress has to change the laws. They have to change the laws so that the Federal Reserve can legally take that money and inject it right into the people's wallets. Since they don't have that, they have to route it through the Treasury. It's going to continue to be very cumbersome and probably not function the way the Federal Reserve would truly like it to work. So what's going to happen is, is that they'll, they will raise the rates at some point. They will lift the rate, the, they will lift the rates or allow the rates to rise. And this is going to start putting a lot of pressure on the people out there. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the consumer, on home buyers, on everybody who has anything that is fixed to an adjustable rate. If interest rates go up, it comes, becomes more burdensome for them. So once they allow this to start taking place, the people will start screaming. Because it's going to be painful and they don't want to deal with all this pain. They don't want to deal with the fact that they're going to be losing things and defaulting and going bankrupt and everything that goes with it. They don't want to deal with that. That's the pain. But they're going to have to feel that pain in order to get Congress motivated. Because once they start feeling the pain, they're going to start wanting to hang Congress. Once they start wanting to hang Congress, Congress will behave. They will start you know, doing things. And if part of that is, is getting the digital dollar into play so that the people can get their stimulus a lot easier and faster, then that's what they're going to do. And that's what I see happening. But they're not going to just willy-nilly go over there and just like, hey, Federal Reserve, we're just going to give you all these extra powers. Here you go. They would be, you know, the people would flip out if they did something like that. But if they were feeling pain, they would push them to do it. And that's what they're going to do. So if they can put the pain on the people, then the people will push Congress to change the laws of the Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve will have their way. That's how I see it going down. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> that was a little bit long-winded. Sorry, guys. Uneducated economist, you let me know. <laughs>